there's one album which drummers go weak at the knees at when it's mentioned, and that has to be Spectrum, of course. Now, Spectrum was released 16 days before I was born, and uh, it, yeah, it's, it's an album I, I, I'm sure many of us, either watching or listening to, will have you know listened to countless times. Now, is it true it was recorded over just a couple of days? Yes, that's insane. I mean, how 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 well rehearsed was that band to go and do that in such a short amount of time? We had two days rehearsal. On, on all those, literally on those arrangements, and that is it. All of it. Uh, yeah, all of it. Wow. We had two. We had two days rehearsal. Not true. We had two days rehearsal on on. Uh, no, it's not true. We had a day's rehearsal in advance um, because I, what I did was I took a different road um, uh, in terms of choosing the personnel. I tried to find, and I was successful, very lucky, in finding a guitar player that would fit the tunes that I wanted him to play on. Tommy, of course. And in every case... It was about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to use Stanley Clark, mm -hmm. but Stanley was overqualified for what I had in mind. And we did have a rehearsal uh, with Stanley and Larry Young and Jan Hammer, and it didn't work. So that might have, and it, it, for me, it's, I, I walked away with the idea that what I found was there were geniuses at every station. But no one was playing together. Sanders Young, uh, he was he was the cog in the wheel. I need to pull I needed to pull him because he gave me more than I needed. Yeah. And my that experience transferred to me when I went to record with Quincy Jones in California many years later. Yeah. On an album by the Brothers Johnson, mm -hmm. and. I was at AM Studios and I wanted to play so much with with Q that I just let it all rip. But the problem with that was is that I was only playing for Bill. I yeah, wasn't yeah. playing for Q. Yeah, yeah. And what I needed in Spectrum was I needed that groove, that that feeling. And the the how can I put it? The I found that a, a very interesting point that's always made uh, that I've always heard from many uh, experienced musicians who've been there is how complicated it is to play simple. Yeah. And you, you, you smile and you do, and you go, okay, there's another one. That's a, another uh, uh, one of these things that you that people just say, but it's not true. If you know, I mean, you 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 got your parchment on the wall, doctor, blah blah blah, and you studied, you you put your heart and soul into this stuff, and then you turn around, and you have to just lay it down, you know, at, at again, two, three, four, do 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 do. Can you keep that tempo? And that might be slow right now, but I mean, it could be a little bit faster. But to be able to do that, you have to live that, man. And the people who live that 
were so busy working in with that kind of tempo that they never did go to school to understand even what key they were playing in. So, so they couldn't tell you what key that was in. Another reason why I wrote it in B, because I just wanted to see what anyone would do in the key of B, as opposed to B flat. I mean, just, just to see, you know, and no one even thought about it, those guys that I was thinking about, because Tommy Bowen didn't read. These are only read changes. Yeah. Jan read, but Jan never had to look at anything unless he, you know, he read, he played violin, he did everything. But it was all about the music and how we related together. And forget the technical facility thing, you know. All of a sudden, wow, what do we have? We have a hit because we're doing what, what all all of us do as as uh, grunts in the music business we do what we know we do we play who we are we play who we where we came from and what may appear to be mistakes that we make is actually an, an inkling and a, a crack in the door to the future where we want to go that's it if you can't do that it ain't gonna happen. It's gonna happen only to a certain point because, and you're gonna want to replay it and replay it and replay it and replay it until you end up taking the first take. It's always the same. Do you know? I don't really write questions down. I write bullet points, and and, and I've just mm-hmm. got. I, I'm reading it off here now, and it just says Tommy Bowling inspired, and that's all I've written by it. Yeah, you know, it's just like Tom Sklar. You know, you, I mean, I'm, I'm, I started with, with, with Stanley and I ended up with Sklar. And the way I ended up with Sklar is that we were both in the same management firm and he was coming up in the elevator and I was going down in it. I mean, so when he opened the door, I said, hey, Lee, how you doing? He said, oh, man, I'm fine. I said, are you going to be up here for a little while? I said, uh, yeah, I'll be around. I said, one question. I hold it in the door. I said, you free? I mean, I'm going to go and do some recording tomorrow night at Jimmy Hendrix's. You want to come on down? He said, okay. And then that's on the following night. And that's as simple as that. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, Scar always says it's the fastest recording session you ever had. But it wasn't his wheelhouse. It was what he did. Yeah. Very clean. It was right there. So for him, we did three tunes with him. Right on the money, man. Never had a problem. We had a ball. Went and had a hamburger afterwards. It was no problem. It's just hard to imagine these days, you know. I mean, I mean, two or three days is no time at all, is it, really? Two days, whatever. Can you imagine? This is a week, a total week, right? So we go, let's say we started Monday, we recorded, got levels at, it's at Hendrix's. We, we recorded then, uh, got, got those tracks, brought in Ron Carter and Joe, Joe Farrell and Jimmy Owens with, with, uh, with Jan and me and and that oh and John Trope, uh, I think Joe Bar- uh, Ray Barreto may have played Trump Kungas on something. We did that on, on Lily and to the women in my life. Okay, done. So that's Monday, Tuesday, around midday Wednesday. We made roughs, uh, rough mixes. On Thursday, we were on a flight to of all places. Um, London to mix um, the record at uh, 
Um, and I can where, where Mahavishnu used to, we recorded both the Birds of Fire, recorded the Birds of Fire album there. We started the, um, the Lost Tapes, as they call it, the yeah. third album there. Um, and that was in, uh, can't remember the name of it now, with, with, with Ken Scott. Uh, but I did all of that with Ken. We did that. I was home. So let's say I left on a Thursday. We finished mixing on the Sunday. I was home on the Monday. The record's done. We mastered in New York on the Tuesday. <laughs> Can you imagine that these days? Just you know, you know how long things take. Everything takes longer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Understand? When I did the Crosswinds album, um, was it the Crosswinds album? I'm pretty sure it was. Steely Dan. Was it uh, Asia, something like that, back mid-70s? Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. I heard that that record cost 700 and something thousand bucks to make. Yeah. And they, re they shrunk wrapped that record three times because the band never came, couldn't agree on, on, on all the tracks. They, they heard flaws in it. And I was just shaking my head going, man, that's a story right there. But it was the nature of the business. Those guys didn't pay that money. It was all a write-off for, for Blue Thumb Records or ABC or something. And I'm going, and that my album cost me, my first album cost me $22,000 to make, including the flights back and forth and everything. Just amazing to and, and, and amazing to hear this from yourself as well you know mm -hmm. you don't hear enough about it to, from what i've heard no, you know but but here's the origins i mean you get you get around people like q quincy or 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 miles miles is great at managing you know he knew who to choose to fit what mm. call it luck or whatever but if he was just blessed Amazing. He could even, when he was sick, I remember reading in Herbie Hancock's book, he called Herbie because he knew Herbie could do the job and fill in for him properly and, and everybody would be happy. Herbie had a hit record, but not, not only that, even if he didn't have one, he'd made such a name for himself and, and his personality was so strong. It was never a problem about that. And that was, uh, that made it such a, a, an honor for me to be associated with someone like Miles Davis. To the point where I, I had no problems in going to Ron Carter or or any any of the other people who were associated with Miles because I knew what I was getting, you know, which was only the best in at the at the level in, in which they performed. I, I can't get any better than that. You know?